the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. CFP Chad Burton can join me a little later in the show to help promote the seminar coming up February 6th. I hope you see the benefits of this show is moderation in moderation. Not getting too excited, not getting too fearful. It is an interesting time, to say the least. On Monday, we were all sad. Coronavirus is going to shut down the world. On Tuesday, things roared back. On Wednesday, they plowed forward. The stories out there are amazing. A little deja vu today from yesterday. The number of deaths and cases pertaining to the coronavirus are up, surpassing SARS. Apple is up, trading a new record after a strong first quarter earnings report. Apple is a key driver of the markets, and it's one of the reasons I don't quote-unquote like the markets, is because Apple's in the Dow, and they're the most heavily weighted stock in the S&P 500. And they're in the NASDAQ. So sometimes as Apple goes, Apple, Microsoft, Google, so goes those markets. How many new lows are we hitting? How many new highs are we hitting? We don't talk about because that's not fun. Boeing's helping it out today. Um, which is going to end the day as the highest priced Dow component? Boeing which is an airline manufacturer, reported a large loss that was worse than expected. And the stock's trading up. Interesting. I heard the CEO in a call say something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, when the 737 MAX gets back in the air, it will be the safest plane on the planet. Everyone at our firm wants it to be the safest plane on the planet. I'm like, duh, <laughs> right? It's not exact. It's a vote of confidence, maybe, but not a strong one. Facebook's up. They were upgraded to strong buy from outperformant Raymond James. General Electric's up 7%. General Electric, we're talking about as a market player again? They topped earnings expectations. I don't like to play the broken down, dilapidated. Um, it's ready to get back in line. They've trimmed enough of their businesses game. But if I did, there's a lot of value in GE. MasterCard's up after exceeding expectations. Those are all good things. MasterCard in particular I like in large part because they're, uh, they're showing us that they're doing transactions. Transactions equals business. And beauty is my business. No, no, no. Wall Street is my business. No, no. The economy is Wall Street's business. Not every stock's up today. Starbucks... McDonald's, AT&T, Anthem, and AMD all trading lower. Um, the one that really stands out to me is AMD. Let's, t- it's, let's hit Starbucks first real quick. 
Starbucks does have a China problem. Apple does and doesn't. Apple has a different China problem. Apple has some of their backup manufacturing facilities being affected by the coronavirus. But if people aren't going to Apple stores in China to get a new phone, they can always order one online. Starbucks has a problem in that if people aren't going to get coffee today, that that, that business is gone. Apple can get that business for that phone or that AirPod later. Same thing with McDonald's. McDonald's is in the news today, too. McDonald's had a really good quarter. AMD I want to hit. In large part, one of my big flaws is sometimes I get locked in. And it's tough for me to let go. I grew up in, I didn't want to say I grew up in the 90s because that's not quite right. But my computer conscious, conscience, and my investor conscience started developing in the 90s. Starting to really key in. I would say the 80s, I kind of saw the branding and the marketing of everything. But when Intel became Intel inside, I basically said I never need to own AMD ever again. There was a competitor in the 80s also called Cyrix. Um, and I, I want to believe National Semi tried to do CPUs too, and just they, they dropped out fast. But AMD is a $46 stock. And if you track the history of AMD, it's very, very similar to Apple. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, Apple was once left for dead, and if... Microsoft in it in Microsoft was having Department of Justice problems. So Bill Gates basically threw Apple a couple of hundred million dollars and said, Hey, can you design Office, Microsoft Office to work on Apple? We'll help you. Here's some money. Stay afloat. We want a competitor. And Apple stayed afloat. AMD was left for dead. December 1, 2008, it was a $3 stock. September 1, 2015, it was a $2 stock. Today, it's a $46 stock with an all-time high of $52. So it's gone in five years from three, two and $3 all the way to $46. And I missed it because I'm stupid, because I got locked in that Intel's better. And then the shifting in computer happened. Intel used to lead the NASDAQ when we were all about PCs. And then we're like, well, our PCs need to talk to each other. So Cisco started leading the market because it was all about networking. And then Apple started to lead the market when it's all about phones. Apple's PC, it's it's inconsequential. So the market has different leaders at different times. If you were to say, what's next? Is it virtual reality? Is it augmented reality? You could see the companies like NVIDIA and AMD make those things happen visually. So they could be the next leaders. Or maybe they already are, having gone from 3 bucks to $47 AMD. And I'll be honest again, I missed it. I made a mistake. I got locked into CPUs are so... 1990. But AMD also has uh, graphics, video game graphics cards. They're okay. 
They've got big servers that are, are working the cloud. They're awesome at that. They've got the cutting-edge technology right, where in the last 30 years, they seem to always get it wrong. Intel would beat them to the market. Now, they've beat Intel to the market. Um, is it too late for me to buy it? I don't know. I'm just confused. I'm just, I, again, I have some biases. Like, I like NVIDIA over AMD. I like chocolate ice cream over vanilla. I have some biases that, eh, I'll pass on vanilla. Put chocolate chips in it? Nope. Like, same thing with AMD versus... Do you see where I'm going at with this? Anyhow, big day on Wall Street. Super Bowl right around the corner. Oh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big seminar coming up February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event by going to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, or newfocusfinancial.com, and use the code RADIO25 when signing up. This is going to be the only event that we're doing at least in the first quarter, maybe even the second quarter of the year. You can learn more by going to robblackshow.com. It's all about retirement, income, and tax planning seminars. What to do with stocks in 2020. It's coronavirus, all of it's cracked up to be, and much, much more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Coming up next segment, CFP Chad Burton, talking about income and retirement. Stock that I own that I sometimes feel guilty talking about because it almost makes it sound like I'm front-running it. I'm not. I still own shares of Apple. Um, I sold some shares for the first time ever last year to buy some real estate. But I still own, it's still my largest holding by far. That makes me feel a little capitalist piggy. There's years where it was down that I could have, you know, gotten out. Trump uh, got caught in an old tweet trying to look smart where he sent Tim Cook an email six years ago. A tweet, not an email. And basically, the home button was way better than swipe up. Bad move, Apple. Selling your shares. He missed a quadruple on that. With that said, um, I don't know who tweets Tim Cook and says, bad move, swipe up, no good. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Quarterly revenue of $91.8 billion, up 9%. Do yourself a small favor. Go write down $91 billion. It's a staggering number. And then divide it by 90 days, which is what makes up a quarter. Net income, $22 billion. They made $22 billion. Now, to me, the IRS classifies corporations as people. And I'm really jealous of Apple. Like, I didn't make that much money last quarter. My income wasn't up 11%. My revenue wasn't up 9 You know, cost of living... Anyhow, you get the idea. Most prominent numbers, arguably, were the iPhone revenues, wearables, home and accessories, um, and guidance all solid. 
the guidance is important because Wall Street kind of believes in a anthem of what have you done for me lately? Now, what will you do for me next? Over the next 90 days of the raising guidance, we're like, hey, does that mean we're going to? And that's how I started thinking yesterday when I was listening to the conference call. First quarter is not supposed to be the best quarter for Apple because, Mom, I want a phone for Christmas or I want the AirPods for Christmas. And that's the fourth quarter of last year when the kids are nagging to mom and dad and, you know, the new phones come out. There's a new one. Mom, it came out in September. I need it for skew. How's the first quarter record phones? Especially since if you wait nine more months, you're going to get a 5G version of the phone, which should be able to go faster in the future and do more cute things. But the first quarter is kind of turning out for me. That's when I tend to buy a lot of my electronics after Christmas. Sometimes when they go on sale. Sometimes uh, when it's been fleshed out a little bit. So if a new phone comes out in September, October, I don't want the initial builds. I want version 1.1. After they've gone, oh man, that semiconductor got really hot in there. We better use a, a better cooling solution or whatever. Apple's up 10% already in 2020. On top of up 86% last year. Is it overextended? Hell yes, it's overextended. It's, I listened to analysts yesterday argue on Bloomberg. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's trading. All right. So five years ago, it was trading at a 12 PE, and now it's trading at a 23 PE. So maybe it was too cheap then, and maybe it's too expensive now. And like, it's too expensive, too expensive, too expensive. That was the story yesterday. A lot of people are eating crow in the analyst community, which I don't understand what that means. Um, They're eating crow and upping their numbers and saying, whoops, we got that one wrong. Now, there was some bad numbers. Oh, and for the record, um, Apple's trading about 22 and a half times earnings for the next 12 months. That's really expensive. I'm not ignorant. That's a premium to the stock market and it's a premium to the historical levels that we gave a company that was so hardware-based. So the service business, we were going, let's see how their services are doing. Let's see how their services are doing. Um, not as great as we wanted it to. Now, hardware gross margins are about 32, 34.2%, whereas services are about 64%. So they didn't really talk. Their services were a little weak. Services being Apple TV, uh, the subscription with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Services being Apple Music. Services being Apple Arcade. Services being backing up your photos on the cloud and things like that. So it wasn't a great quarter for that. Did they did they lose some because they had to give away trials to their news service and trials to their TV service? Maybe a little bit. But it gives you that setup for the future if they can figure it out and tinker it correctly into the line. Apple's iPhone services and wearables business are resonating with consumers even before the 5G upgrade potential for the iPhone, which will be Apple's most important product for the next three years. And then we're going to start getting into virtual reality. Apple AirPods, listen to this. This, may, this got me so excited yesterday, I lost some control of, of like fluids in my body. 
snot started running out of my nose, drool coming out my mouth. I won't talk about any other areas, but Apple's iPods, a product that's, what, three or four years old, have more revenue than Starbucks in the world. And I'm like, I'm a little bit of a fanboy of technology. And I grew up in a world where I didn't really like Apple because they were so elitist and so expensive to buy their computers. So I really liked what Bill Gates was doing with Windows, trying to make everything cheaper and Dell making everything cheaper and Compaq making everything cheaper while Apple always was getting more expensive. And then I became an investor. I was like, oh, I get it. If you could buy Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, if you could buy a a purse from them or a purse from... hmm, Rob Black. If I design purses, who are you going to buy it from? Luxury goods? Or a guy who barely knows how to sell. But I do know how to sell. Um, you know, I was thinking about how cheap I used to be. Until I was like 25, and I had good hair. Until I was like 25, I used to let girlfriends cut my hair, even if they didn't know how to cut hair. Because I thought it was a fun, sexy date, and it saved me $25, $30. Apple's forecasting revenue is between 63 and $67 billion, up 12% year over year for next quarter. It would be no surprise to see profit taking. It would be no surprise to see that stock go down 10, 15, 20%. If the market goes down, it goes down. If it goes down, the market goes down. But Apple does have a strong balance sheet. They've got healthy capital return, giving shareholders money back, either in dividends or share buybacks. They got the 5G upgrade. They've got a huge installed base of people who have Apple products that they could sell services to. I would welcome a pullback in that stock, and that's a weird thing to say out loud. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Big seminar coming up February 6th in Palo Alto. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. We all have a hunger. It's earning season. It's a great time of the year for me. It happens four times of the year. It's put up or shut up by corporations. Time to put up or shut up with CFP Chad Burton, also known as Chad Wiki. Mr. Burton, how are you? Good. I haven't heard that one for a while. I know, right? Chad Wiki, the B-rated movie monster. Um, <laughs> I remember that crazy there was listener. A, there was a disturbed, crazy listener who thought he was a monster or a B-movie monster or something. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But th- that's something my bosses don't believe me. There's a lot of crazy listeners in radio. And they're like, well, you bring them out. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move forward. Um, big event coming up not that long from now. But before we get into that, that's February 6th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Are you having Apple phone problems? Man, I tell you what, I got a taste of what it's like being without a phone uh, yesterday. I, I, I wake up and I, you know, look at my phone and it's flashing in the front like a little line, almost like a flashlight. And by the end of the day, it was working intermittently. I finally get to the end of the workday, go into Verizon, the, the screen starts working again, and it's working this morning. But all yesterday, I couldn't really text or do anything, and um, I've got an appointment to get the screen replaced. But now it's working, so I don't know what the deal is. But it's not fun being without a phone these days, especially when you have to log into accounts and use dual authentication where I log into somewhere. 
then I have to, oh. you know, hit a last pass on my phone and, and it reads my face and it lets me into the website, yeah. that becomes a problem. So that's why you have to have backups for that kind of thing. That's no good. No bueno. Is it an Apple product? You going to Apple to get it fixed or Verizon or where are you going? Yeah, well, I went into Verizon and they sent me to a you break it, we fix it phone place to do the screen under warranty. Okay. Um but I tell you what, man, after being on that Japan trip and a friend had the iPhone 11 and the pictures that were coming out of that phone were insane. So I'm ready for an upgrade already. Well, that sounds good. I can't wait to see you. We got a, our first event of the year coming up in Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Constant questions regarding regular 401k contributions versus Roth 401k contributions. Let's talk a little bit about that because I'm a 401k guy. I never got into the Roth 401k and I feel like I might have missed it. Is this a younger person's game? Is it too late for me to get into? Do we have that option? Can I change mid mid plan? What's the thought here? Well, the thing I don't want people to do is end up in retirement and all they have is a pre-tax 401k because there's not a lot of tax planning that we can do. You have okay. other stocks and brokerage accounts and things like that, Rob. So in retirement, you'll be able to blend capital gain income, some cash, and some pre-tax and be able to keep your bracket really, really low. But a person that retires with you know, a regular brokerage account or like you know, Vanguard Mutual Fund that they own directly or with a spouse – pre-tax accounts like 401ks and IRAs and tax-free accounts like Roths, that's when we get to the point that we're going to talk about at the event where you can blend income, have you know six-figure income, and be below a 12% effective rate. Um, so now that almost every employer out there is giving the people the ability to put money into a 401k and choose between getting a tax break now on the normal account or foregoing the tax break for tax-free growth for the rest of your lives, you got to take a look because taxes are lower than they've been in 25 years that I've been in the business, uh-huh. and deficits keep increasing. And the population is continuing to age, <laughs> so we've got to fix Social Security, we've got to fix Medicare, uh, we've got to come up with an issue with student loans and homelessness, and it, it all tells me that taxes are going to go up in the future. Did you hear me open a Schlitz malt liquor bowl when you said, <laughs> you're going to be okay, Rob, you've got stocks, you've got other things? I was like, woo, party time. If I get a blessing from Chad that I'll be okay, that's a good thing. Oh, I, I like that. The old commercial, the switch mode liquor, the bull breaks through the bar. That's the best. Where are those commercials Don't go? say beer, say bull. Switch mode liquor, bull. <laughs> horrible beer, but, you know, great commercial. Oh, yeah, horrible. Um, off topic. Back on topic. Big event coming up. You could go to New Focus Financial, sign up for the event. Um, use code RADIO25. If you've never been to an event, we'd love to see you there. Now, hitting stride right now, making enough to max out the 401k at 19500 That's a big thing. Um, and I just changed payrolls last year, and I forgot to like do the 401k correctly because I'm now over 50. Um, so mistakes you have Alzheimer's that and you're, you forgot how to do it? That's not very funny. My mom has all that. <laughs> Way to kill a party. Now I'm pouring the beer out. <laughs> all right. Well, okay, so first of all, when, when people are younger, it's really hard to screw this up because when you're younger and you're just starting out, if you do 100% Roth 401k or you huh? kind of split it and do your amount, uh, you know, half pre-tax and half Roth, you can't really screw up. You're saving 10 15% of pay with your employer match. You're going to be in great shape. But if you get to the point where you're kind of hitting your stride financially 
And in, in the Bay Area, let's face it, that's you know north of 150 to 170 grand, right? If you're able to put all max out the 401k at 19,500 in 2020, um, and have that decision, you're you're making a decent income if you can afford to buy a house and put money into a 401k. So once you're really hitting that stride, you really need to pay attention. Are you straddling a tax bracket? Because when you do your taxes, it's not all of your money taxed at the same bracket. It's a laddered approach. For example, if your taxable income uh, as a married couple filing jointly is about 170 grand. You got about 10k or so in the 32% bracket, and the majority of your income is at the 24% bracket. So you could put 10,000 pre-tax regular 401k, and the other 9,500 to the Roth, and really maximize your tax trading uh, saving strategy, and and blend your your pools of money that you're investing in, some pre-tax and some totally tax-free. Or if you're that person hitting your stride, you're able to max out the 401k and you have some more money to save, you might put it all pre-tax, use the tax savings to open up a Roth IRA for you and a Roth IRA for your spouse with that tax savings. Good stuff. Let's talk catch-up because I am over 50. I'm able to put away 26k into 401ks. That's a good thing. Um, It's more. I kind of wish they'd let people do that earlier, but that's fine as well. Um, A lot of pre-tax issues here. What do we need to know? Okay, so you're over 50, right? You're gonna, or you're going to be 50 by the end of 2020. So that allows you to get $26,000 into the 401k at that age. Okay. Um, and let's say you've mostly been doing pre-tax all your life because that's really what all that was available. And that's really all you have. So then you're like, okay, I've got all this pre-tax money in a 401k. I don't really have anything else that I'm going to be able to draw in retirement. So it's time to, to do some planning, right? Where are you on the track of retirement? Are you ahead of the game? Are you just on track or are you way behind? If you're, and it's time to do a plan because you've got to plug all these numbers into a financial plan, uh, including what you think you're going to spend in retirement. And you've got to say, when I'm drawing this money out at age 65, what tax bracket am I going to be in? Am I going to be at a lower bracket or the same or a higher bracket? And most people are typically at a lower bracket. So if you're behind, you're typically saying, okay, I'm going to do all of my 401k pre-tax, use the tax savings to open a Roth. If you have, if you're 50 or over, maybe your kids are finally out of college, um, and you have more to put away than just the $26,000 pre-tax, first thing you want to do is go to the website, newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com, go to the Insights tab and look at the mega Roth 401k, because you might be able to Mm -hmm. sock away a whole bunch of money into your 401k more than you think. You might be able to put the $26,000 in pre-tax and then another, you know, somewhere between $15,000 and $30,000 into the after-tax 401k and immediately convert that into the Roth 401k inside your plan. It's called the Mega Roth. A lot of companies are allowing it now. We keep talking about it, and I'm going to continue to talk about it because it's an amazing benefit. So... But when you get to that age, Rob, it's really that's when you know decisions are are a little tougher. You got a lot of moving parts. You got a lot of questions on. I need tax savings now. What are my tax brackets going to be in the future? Because if you're behind on your financial plan, you need as much tax savings as you can now, and then you can always look at focusing on a Roth once you retire and your taxes are lower. Because once you retire and your taxes are lower. You can do small IRA to Roth conversions at a really low tax bracket if you do it right 
in retirement. And that's a really key time from that date of retirement to now age 71, because required minimum distributions now don't start until age 72 under the SECURE Act. So you have a longer period of time to really focus on IRA to Roth conversions from the date of retirement through age 71, where you can move money from an IRA to a Roth, pay a little tiny tax, and have a start building up a tax-free account that is tax-free for your future, tax-free for your kids or grandkids' future as well. Good stuff. Is there anything else that we need to hit, or do you want to plug the seminar real quick? we got about a minute and a half. Yeah, I mean, the, the seminar is going to really focus on, on how you blend income and maximize brackets either for spending money in retirement or uh, really controlling your taxes in retirement. Because that what I just talked about, the required minimum distribution, which kicks in at age 72, that's when people lose control of their bracket in retirement, and they don't realize it, and they can screw up how much taxes you're paying on your Social Security, how much you pay for Medicare. Roth IRAs are huge in retirement, Rob, because they don't affect your Social Security taxation. They don't cause you to pay more in Medicare premiums than your neighbor. Uh, So blending your brackets and controlling that cost of taxes in retirement can make your money last a lot longer if you do it right. Sounds good. Look forward to seeing you, and welcome back, and good luck with your phone today, because they are kind of critical, and we're tied to the hip with them. You can find CFP Chad Burton. Sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. You can use the code RADIO25 on the events page. Like he said, there's a big, good article um, that you can download or read at your leisure on uh, the Mega Roth and other backdoor strategies that you kind of have to know how to implement. And uh, it does get you more money in retirement, or it saves money. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Super Bowl's right around the corner. Seminar's right around that corner. Super Bowl's like Christmas for sports bettors. Super Bowl brings out crazy exotic wagers. I went over some of them yesterday, but I found some more. Will the Super Bowl show the video of Andy Reid doing the punt, pass, and kick competition from when he was 13 years old? He was a huge boy. When he was 13, he's the coach of the Chiefs, by the way. He was um, in a peewee game, and he looked like a college football player. Anyhow, you can bet on whether or not they'll show that. Will there be, and i got to make sure this isn't dirty, a double doink? For those Green Bay Packer fans who are still sour on missing the trip to Miami, this is your bet. Um, A double doink occurs when the kicker misses a field goal by having the ball bounce off of two uprights or an upright and a crossbar. Will there be a double doink? Can you imagine watching the game with your friends and go, hit the crossbar, hit the crossbar, now hit another one? That's pretty crazy. But you can bet on it. Uh, yes, get you five hundred. No, thousand. Will Kyle Shanahan blow a twenty-eight-three lead? What's this all about? Well, Kyle Shanahan was coaching offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons way back when there was a Super Bowl, and the Patriots rattled off thirty-one unanswered points to beat Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's an odd bet. If a fan runs onto the field, who makes the tackle? Do you want to bet on security? Do you want to bet on a player? Do you want to bet on a team staff member? Or do you want to bet on another fan? 
The best odds are security. That's kind of funny, right? So, and do they even show it? If they don't show it, do you get it? Uh, will there be a power outage? Ah, the good old days of the Super Bowl back in XVLII. Uh, Baltimore Ravens and the 49ers. Lights went out. Um, eh, it took 30 minutes for that to come back on after halftime. So those are, oh, the, probably the, the toughest one to say on air is will Jennifer Lopez show butt cleavage? Does it tempt to, like, Super Bowl's had this controversy, like, what are we going to see? What are we not going to see ever since Janet Jackson? Uh, But it's probably a pretty safe bet that Lopez keeps it clean, in my opinion, because the NFL does not want anything uh, to go wrong. Oh, how about the color of Gatorade dumped on the Super Bowl winning coach? What's your inclination? Let's see if you're right. Is it clear? Is it orange? Is it yellow? Is it blue? Is it red? So, yes, I am that guy who will bring this kind of stuff to a Super Bowl party. If you want to invite me to your Super Bowl party, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Something I should talk about is what's next for Apple. I think that's important to start thinking about. In large part because past performance is not indicative of future results. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. And it's been a good 10 years. It's been a very, very good 10 years. Apple's made billions of dollars by manufacturing and selling the iPhone. But Apple has some tricks up its sleeve, maybe. How about the one that just outright replaces phones? Or self-driving cars? Smart glasses? Taking on Netflix? Google came out with Smart Glass or Google Glass. And Apple's been tinkering with it for roughly a decade now. Some versions of the glasses, the first pair of which could arrive in 2022. Will it be a hit or will it be a mess? A lot of people, when I first got AirPods, I got them the first day they were um, offered. In large part because I once knew someone who said, I I, I don't like wires. I, I don't like books. And what I figured out was she didn't like clutter. And that's a really, really important investment lesson for millennials. Millennials like plants. They don't like artwork. So a sleeker pair of the glasses will probably arrive in 2023. So Apple's first device probably won't be great. And down the road, you're going to be taught, the the speaker will be right in the part of the sunglasses you're wearing, in the uh, stem. And you'll be talking straight in the microphone, and the, the speaker's right there. Now, I don't know about that. When I got the AirPods, people were like, those look weird. You're, I bet you lose those. I still have my original pair. I didn't lose one. Um, but will the... We will go through... Excuse me. We will go through our criticism of whether the product works or not. I lose sunglasses way more often than I lose AirPods. But if it's a $1,000 pair of sunglasses, I'm not going to lose them. So that's coming down the road 2022, 2023. Now, we're only at 2020. And by the end of 2020, i.e. the start of 2021, we're going to be talking 5G. And that should last at least till the end of 2021, which would start 2022, which is the year we'll start seeing the glasses. Now, again, doesn't mean this is going to happen. You're going to see more and more services coming. Apple News Plus, Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, 
Apple's rapidly evolved into a major player in subscription services that's dominated by players like Netflix and Spotify. Spotify had such a big lead on Apple, but Apple sells the hardware and they can, you know, just throw it in. You buy an Apple phone for a thousand. How about you buy an Apple phone and you get Apple Music for a year for Apple Music and Apple TV for eleven hundred? Or they'll throw in everything, including backups and replacements, for twelve hundred. A lot of margins in between a thousand and twelve hundred dollars. So Apple has pushed hard into digital subscriptions. Um and they got those numbers to kind of have a little bit of legacy over the next year. Then there's always going to be talk about Apple's self-driving car, Project Titan. I don't know. I, I kind of want to put that one off because we got enough on our plate here. Um, with 5G by the end of the year and 5G connectivity. Replacing 4G and 4G LTE. Um, anyhow, big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. February 6th, a couple Thursdays from now. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.